What's up everyone, it's Antonio here, aka Hypecaster, and you are listening to the Starfield Explorers podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners, all of our supporters, and all the like-minded Starfield fans out there. We want to hear from you. Be part of the show and leave a comment or a question under the show posted on YouTube. You can find Starfield Explorers at youtube.com slash megateds in the podcast section. Welcome to Starfield Explorers, the podcast where we dive deep into the Bethesda Game Studios' most ambitious RPG of all time. I'm your host, Antonio, a.k.a. Hypecaster. You can find me and the rest of the Megadads at megadads.org or Megadads on YouTube. I'm joined by my co-pilot and best bud, Clayton W. Howard. How you doing, Clayton? What's up? What's up? I'm doing well. How are you doing? best day of my life the birds are chirping the sun is shining uh the world is being cooked by climate disaster david jones the navigator himself king of the cosmos guru of galaxies far and wide david how are you doing today i'm I'm doing great enjoying uh ace air conditioning enjoying the summer enjoying the sunshine Mm -hmm. the rays I, I sure. think you got a. I, I think you got a it. bit of a tan. You don't have a tan? <laughs> Is that not a tan? I see. Oh no, no? I'm. That's that's the lighting. I'm, ah. I'm pale as a ghost. Pale Believe as a me. ghost. Excellent. And I you'll burn. be. You burn. You burn like like a chicken nugget. I do. Okay. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening. Every episode, we dive into a topic on the game in pre-release we're talking about hype speculation and all about bethesda game studios uh today we're talking about if starfield could possibly live up to the hype um we're coming to you one month and a week from launch and it's coming up fast before we get to our main topic david engage the hyperdrive all right captain why did you have like to put button. an accent on it? That could be problematic. We might have to, we might have to run that by it's a, it's the a, it's marketing. A pirate team. voice. It's pirate. pirate voice. That was a pirate Car, voice. I, um, yeah, I don't pirate. Th- in the I year of our it. Lord, uh, 2023, I don't think you can do a pirate accent. I think it's a little um, offensive. You're good. You're good. It's time for our light speed segment, which is a quick get to know you question. Uh, we're talking about what old franchise. Long Dead needs to be revived. What franchise deserves another game? Clay, you look ready. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I immediately go to Bioshock. Um, I think there's been like rumblings and like rumors of, of a new game. Uh, I don't know where they take it or how they do it, but uh, I love the Bioshock series, and uh, the last one they put out is one of my favorite games of all time, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I think it needs to be done well. Uh, I think there's been uh, Bioshock-type games that have come out in recent years that have been disappointing. Uh, we Happy Few and a couple other ones. There, there's a new game coming out that kind of looks like a Bioshock game. I forget what it's called, that they 
they announced recently, but I feel like it, that kind of game is missing, uh, preferably from the people that made the previous ones would be ideal. Um, I love those games. I love the, the thematic story. I love the, the, the lore and the, the background stories involved with it. I love the combat. And so uh, I, feel like, I feel like we could use another one. Atomic Heart was high on my list. I was telling yes. everybody, this is a game of the year. It looked great. It seemed like it had like the uh, you know like gun combat and then the powers. It seemed like a like a world that was incredibly interesting, uh, unique enemies and things like that. And it just was not very good. The polish wasn't there at all. I I had to stop playing, which I don't often do uh, when I am going in that hyped. So. Very interesting. I, I like that choice, David. What needs another game? What do you What are you looking to play that's that's not around? I just want Banjo Kazooie three. <laughs> you wow. and a lot of people. I know. That's or or Diddy Kong Racing two. Nice. Can I? There, there is going to be a new Perfect Dark. I don't know, but I'm going to put that on there because I have this feeling it might never come out. Perfect um, Dark. I want it. Yeah, because they're doing a mm. Perfect Dark reboot. Supposedly, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm not 100% convinced it's ever going to come out. Um, so I would really like another one of those, though I'm not very optimistic about like any of these happening, and then if they do happening, them actually being good. Because um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of series too that like have continued to get titles, and they have not been at all what I really wanted. Um, I mean, I mean, if we're speaking of, of, you know, imagining things, I would also love there to be like a new Final Fantasy game, but it to be good, and not like what it is now. <laughs> like get away from the actiony. Yeah, like stuff, like a turn like, pretend like the last like ten years of Final Fantasy never happened, and continue on after like Final Fantasy ten. I hated I thirteen. I love. I liked fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it fifteen? I don't know. It's gone a lot of different. A lot of yeah. different ways. Okay, if I can't if I can't get you a um, Banjo Kazooie three, can I interest you in a Nuts and Bolts two? No, no Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts two. No, you're sure. We we got it. It's called Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it did end up being kind of like that. <laughs> I like those elements in Zelda. I, I really do. I had fun with it. I want to say I was going to say Final Fantasy Tactics. But, and I've been saying this for a long time, the you do have the isometric, like, turn-based, like, games that are around and this happens. Um, but I think that with the advent of VR, that they haven't done exactly what I'm looking for in having a, like, tactics game in VR with the Final Fantasy license specifically. I just, like, we played a um, VR game called Demio, and it's basically a Dungeons and Dragons, you know, looking down at the board and the little figure characters that you're using, and when they shoot, like, uh, acid, it's actually mm-hmm. happening in front of you, and it stays on the ground, and, and you go through the doors, and oop, what, what enemies are behind this door, and, you know, wh- wh- where do you find the key and run over here? It's an amazing view, just like you were at the table using what I believe is the best view in VR, which is looking down at things where you're big and it's small and you could get down low and it you know comes right up to your face and you could see the details. I would like tactics like that where you do a summon and you know Rama or Shiva or whoever it is, you know, Ifrit 
comes out of the sky in a cloud and just like rains fire or lightning down and you see like bolts and magic. The way that I want to see it, I've had it in my mind's eye for a long time. And I think some VR has done it, but not to this degree. Things like Moss and, and other games that are out there have the like little character running around like um, the environment. And I just think that there's some type of spin on a Final Fantasy Tactics type thing that's going to be really good if you utilize something like VR. So it's just weird that that always comes to mind that I'm like, I want another tactics game. There's Triangle Strategy and other stuff that Square uh, is doing. What is it? Square Enix now. It was I forget how they go through name changes every now and then. But uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. But we'll see. There's there's too many games right now. I'll take whatever you got next. Okay. Do you have anything like a thing where you could like explore space? You know, maybe like uh, have a lot of like planets and you know bases and things. Maybe where I have a ship that I could customize and go around. That would be nice. Yeah, um, we do a podcast about it. Our main topic today: Can Starfield possibly live up to the hype? David, what do you think? I mean, I I think I think for the more we see, the more it seems to be matching people's hype expectations. Um, the last big Starfield Direct that they showed us, uh, just the amount of like crazy things that you could do with ship customization, uh, planets, like they're saying and showing all the right things. Um, so I think it absolutely can live up to the hype if the vision that they presented and showed like works as it's presented and showed. Um, and I think their partnership with being an Xbox studio will help with that. There was a quote from, I can't remember who it was, that said that this was like the most tested uh, Bethesda game that they've ever released because they have all of Microsoft's QA to work on it. So I think the signs are bright that it will, but also we don't really know for sure. And Bethesda has a history of releasing games with like a lot of issues. Um, I think everything's in place for that not to be the case this time. If they truly are doing their homework, they keep delaying it if it's not ready, putting every single QA person you got on it, which it seems like they hopefully are. Um, so I think I think it will it will live up to people's expectations as long as it actually like works, uh, because it looks like a really big game, a lot to do tons of customizations i think the ship customization alone is going to have tons of, of viral videos of people building weird ridiculous looking ships kind of like P how we got P with Tears of the kingdom yeah yep we're definitely getting that we're definitely getting some uh, very x-rated uh, ships i guarantee you <laughs> rock paper shotgun has a uh the information here that you mentioned literally every qa employee at xbox is working on starfield says phil spencer so very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, piggybacking off that, my worry is that they are saying all the right things. And that worries me because we had, I mean, I've said it many times, but I believe that Todd Howard and, you know, just Bethesda, I think that they would go and make promises and not fulfill them. Some, sometimes you look at someone and you're like, you know, I trust them, you know, they're mm -hmm. not gonna tell me one thing. I just think that they are in the marketing game. They know what to say to sell it. That's what I believe. And I just don't trust enough that, again, he famously said, you know, Fallout 76, it just works. If he had just not promised 
that it wasn't that it was going to work you know if he if if just the promises weren't there and they just didn't deliver i almost would have preferred that instead of quote unquote like i say being lied to i mean things happen you know a lot of good mm-hmm. people worked a lot of hard hours on this game over so many years and you know i'm, I'm looking forward to it but i think that the expectations are just unrealistically high no one made no it's not their fault that xbox is in the state that it is in having a plethora of studios that they've acquired and developers working hard but then things just not hitting release date after all this time it's not their fault and they just seem to be you know if it was another big game in this slot that was coming out they they would have the most um, pressure on them. I I don't think we're in an environment um, where people are satisfied hardly ever, even with good things. So I think that the da- deck is stacked stacked against them. Clay, what do you think? Can, can Starfield live up to the hype? So uh, one thought I had: uh, games that have been in development for a very long time, the the hype and the pressure builds exponentially the the more you push back the more delays you have the more people are gonna demand perfection and so that already alone not even looking at the legacy um and how much they've the how, how great the games have been previous this just looking on the fact that it's been however long they've been working on it that is going to be a difficult thing to live up to one thing i wanted to talk about which doesn't really have anything to do with bethesda in general but more of the genre of the game there are a lot of space survival exploration games already out there a lot of them that have been around for a long time Games like No Man's Sky, uh, Space Engineers, Astroneer. There's a lot of games in this genre uh, that are already doing a lot of these things. And so the question is, can they do it better? Can they do it uh, in a unique way? Is it is it going to be more of the same? Uh, I've, in the past, tried to get into this genre. I want to like these games. I The concept of No Man's Sky was always super, super enticing to me. Um, but then once I got into these games, the, the complexity and the learning curve of these games was just so daunting that I never could get into it. And so I think that's a big part of this too, is can they pull it off? Can, can they do it better than some of the other space exploration survival games? And can they make it accessible to a larger audience? Cause I do think that some of these games that have come before it in this genre are only a very niche thing for a very specific audience. And I think that if Starfield can figure out a way to not overly complicate it, but make it, you know, diverse enough that people can have fun making penis spaceships, <laughs> then I think there's a lot of potential there. And so I think that's going to be a, a key part of it because everyone's going to be holding this up against No Man's Sky. Well, you could do this in No Man's Sky. Why can't you do it in Starfield? Well, you can do this. So I think that's another thing that they've, they, I'm sure they've been uh, thinking about and working on for years, trying to make sure that they make it accessible and not overly complicated, but also uh, give you lots of fun things to do. Zach's excellent points. I mean, the longer you wait, the hype goes up. And then people would, like, if it's not amazing, they'll say, oh, this is why you delayed, you know, a full year, because that's what they did. Um, It's just been cooking for so long, it helps raise the expectations, which, you know, may not not help 
things. And then, you know, the other great point is a lot has happened since Bethesda had launched an IP, right? And people who have done these games are usually focused on a particular aspect. Astroneer, you know, had base building and terrain and survival and that's what like two three aspects right and then you have no man's sky which really did breath and like depth of like you're going very far there are a lot of planets lots of space to this right and it was like a focus i mean when you in the beginning when you talked about no man's sky it was like not one trick but one of the main selling points was that it's like so huge um but it was a focus and over time they added other things other expansions and, and gameplay mechanics whereas like you're saying starfield is basically trying to say here we go we're gonna do it all for you and i and i see this as a, a major pitfall because i see so many articles and videos about people who say like oh i'm gonna live on my ship and i'm just gonna go stay there and and i keep telling people i'm like i really don't think that the game is intended to be played that way. I think it's supposed to be a buffet of everything. And even though they're saying we will have expansive base building, and they will, and it looks great already, I don't think it's intended to be the end-all, be-all uh, part of it. I could be wrong, but some people are like, oh, they have um, dynamic encounters in space, and then you can board other people's ships and loot them, and you could play the game out as a space pirate. And I'm begging people to keep those expectations in check because I think it is a gameplay system, but it's not intended to be, or I don't think it's it's going to be like that expansive. I think it's going to be a lot of things, and they're not going to be super shallow, but they're not going to be also like incredibly deep. Um, I think that mm. since they've done the base building before, there's that's going to be a highlight. I really do. The ship building, I think also because it doesn't look, that complex is going to be a highlight, but I, they're going to struggle with some things. Um, I think that no, if this game is fantastic, it's still going to get a ninety on you know Metacritic, Open Critic, whatever have you. There will be people disappointed in this game, it, even if it's a masterpiece. You know, like I, I don't think it's going to be. I, th I think there's going to be a review bombing sub uh, troll culture behind this game because people some people just have so much writing on it failing is how I see the temperature um, out there right now. So I think the deck the deck is super stacked against against this game and it's going to be a shame. I, the more I see, the more I like, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see it satisfying, you know? The world's fickle, Clay. We're all jaded, yep. all right? We're That's all right, if it's not if it's not the Picasso, get it out of here. Okay? I want the <laughs> Mona Lisa on my wall. You know what I mean? That's how everybody is these days. We we're silver spoons now in our mouth where we want the best and a flawless game all the time or else it's not good enough. That's how I see it. Any final thoughts, David, about this game living up to the hype well i mean i guess kind of what you said that no game will ever 
ever please anyone, um, everyone. But I do think maybe I'm just being optimistic here. I do. Th- I I I don't feel like it's stacked against it as much as you say. I think most games have more stacked against them because they try because because these type these are the type of games like Starfield that create the expectations that make everyone disappointed with other games. There was an interesting mm. uh, conversation on Twitter about this. It was actually around Baldur's Gate three. And they were using that same metric where, like, most companies are not going to be able to make games like these. And it's not so much raising the bar as in, like, just making you going to be disappointed in other games going forward. Um, I think that both Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield are going to be games that, like, have been in development for so long with so much resources that they are going to raise expectations considerably for the future that are probably never going to be met again until there's another, like, six-year, multi-billion-dollar-developed game or however much these cost. Um, So it's not going to be the norm, but I think these are the games that the people with the unrealistic expectations are kind of wanting. There's always going to be a certain percent that's going to be disappointed, but I think it's going to, if any game is going to deliver, I don't know what else would than this. So, I it's it's an incredibly great point that you're saying because, and that conversation around Baldur's Gate three, it just so happens that Larian Studios has a super passionate talented, dedicated team that is making an extremely in-depth quality uh, CRPG with a huge license in Baldur's Gate um, with a a sequel that's um, coming out years after uh, the second one. So Baldur's Gate 3 uh, has been in early access. It looks fantastic. I've played it. It is my most anticipated game right up there with Starfield. And Basically, developers were saying, you know, this is this is rare. This is unique for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, they were trying to point out how people shouldn't expect this all the time. And a conversation was evolving out of that. I didn't really look at it that way, the way you're saying, David, about let's assume that they're putting all of this talent and all of this time and that, you know, coming it from that perspective of this is going to be, if anyone's going to do a genre like defining shift that it would be something like this game something like this studio and that's that is a very like hopeful way of looking at it if if you think about all that time and the delays what if you see these decisions like all the qa on a game have they done that like ever you know what i mean like is it i i want to say that's rare though i don't know so like unprecedented level of time and resources dedicated to a game. What happens when you do that? So, you know, you you give me more fuel to be, you know, optimistic. So that's great. Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of Starfield Explorers. What do you think? Let us know in the comments below. Can Starfield possibly live up to the hype? We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us as we journey through the stars.